0: Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, Editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Rodrigo Gallardo. He is an Associate Professor of Poultry Medicine at the University of California in Davis. Thanks so much for joining us today. I do. Infectious bronchitis, I mean, it's certainly one of the main topics here at the International Avian Respiratory Disease Conference. Uh, People talk about vaccination, biosecurity, diagnostics. You're taking a different approach. You're really focused more on genetics and, and immune response.
1: Yeah, so it's been three years already since we started this, this project and, and, and basically we're focusing on immunology. So how the immune responses in chickens uh, protect or, or don't protect against uh, IBV, this coronavirus that is endemic in, in, in the poultry industry. And um, we're looking for certain hints on the immune response that allows us to, to cross protect. You know, there's different types of this IBV And uh, part of the problem, uh, this virus was detected 90 years ago, and and we've had vaccines for a long time, and we haven't been able to cross-protect. So basically, we apply one vaccine, and then this vaccine don't cross-protect against other Mm -hmm. types. So looking into the immunology, we can probably learn certain hints or tips that will allow us to come up with new preventative strategies.
0: So, Tell me about how you go about that, because, you know, if you're testing a vaccine, you can do a trial, you know... Especially in the poultry industry, you have a short life cycle, you know whether or not that vaccine performed. But when you're testing immune response, I imagine that's not only complicated,
1: but pretty time consuming. I wouldn't say it's very different from what everybody else does, but the, the, the chickens that we have are a little bit different. So we use lines that, that have uh, immunological differences. So, so I have a line that I can challenge with a, with a virus and it will be resistant to this infection with IBV compared with another line that it will be susceptible. So those differences or why a certain line is susceptible or resistant will be giving me the hints that I need in order to come up with new preventative strategies.
0: And why would different poultry lines be more susceptible to infectious bronchitis?
1: Mm-hmm. Back in the old days, there were people studying uh, resistance and susceptibility to Marek's disease virus, for example. And, and uh, now you know that if you vaccinate appropriately, the chickens will generate an immune response against Marex, which is protective. And, and, and we, re- we don't really care about much about uh, Marex disease virus in that sense. So uh, in, in, in that case, they were uh, breathing in that resistance. So our approach using the same lines that they used back in the old days is a little bit different because we're trying to look on, on why they're more resistant. Not really trying to breathe inside of our commercial chickens this resistance, but on this case, trying to look into, into why they're more resistant. It, is it a cell or, or, a, or a receptor or, 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 cert, or an antibody, the one that is producing this resistance?
0: And how many lines are involved in your study? And, so, and how did you go about selecting them?
1: Yeah, so we started with, uh, there's more than 10 different lines. Uh, we started with, uh, with trying them or challenging them with IBV, all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found this line that was uh, relatively resistant and relatively susceptible. So n- right now we have a model with one line that is resistant and the other line that is susceptible. So we use only two, but after screening them all. So that, that, that has taken us at least two years or, or two or three years.
0: And are these lines that are being actively used in commercial poultry production? No,
1: they're, they're, they're research lines. Mm-hmm. And, and, and part of the problem here is that uh, these resources used to exist in different universities. Mm-hmm. Right now, they've been uh, um, depopulated because of cost. We've been fortunate that our university has kept them alive uh, for us to continue doing research with them. They're valuable.
0: So you see different levels in immune response in the different lines. Um, What are you finding specifically about these birds? What common denominators have you found that, that show better resistance or tolerance of, of infectious bronchitis?
1: So, so we focus on two parts in the first stage of, the, of this research. One of them would be innate immune response and the other one adaptive immune response. So we've seen uh, a better adaptive immune response in terms of uh, humoral or systemic uh, IgG antibodies, so those that go through the body uh, neutralizing virus. For IBV, uh, the most important are the ones that are local. So IgA and IgG we 've found that these lines the resistant line has a, a, a huge amount uh, of, uh, of IgG and IGAs uh, locally, and we do that measuring them through the tiers uh, in the innate immune response we 've seen that <coughs> um, that 's been challenging because it 's not clear you have a whole uh, chicken in which you have to measure something that is non specific so uh, so we 've been uh, since uh, our results ha- haven't been conclusive on the innate response, we've we'll been taking a different approach and collecting tissues and keeping them alive ex vivo. So, basically, in petri dishes, we collect tracheas, we cut them, we chop them, and then we challenge them in the plate in order to see uh, only the response from those tracheas and try to eliminate all the other confounding factors. So, so we've been finding uh, interesting results in terms of uh, in terms of production of cytokines, which are these little uh, proteins that, that, that act in these innate responses.
0: And are the differences visible strictly in the laboratory and under the microscope, or do you have more apparent signs like mortality or air aerosac- sacralitis, yeah, so, for example? Yeah, so
1: we measure also clinical signs, and these lines that we call resistant uh, don't have as much uh, uh, respiratory signs and also inflammation in the tracheas. So So they're clearly uh, more resistant than, than than the others in in our model, so that validates our model yeah
0: and and what are the this like the the follow up steps? I mean if you you you're sampling these lines, you realize <coughs> that some lines are going to show a better immune response than others, then are you taking these lines and then Crossing them to try to build on their no, our, strengths?
1: No, our strategy is not crossing. It's not doing breeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, our strategy is, is, is finding the, the molecule or the cell mm-hmm. uh, that, that it's providing that resistance. And in that way, uh, we, we will be able in the future to stimulate that cell in, in commercial chickens and, and provide protection through that, that way.
0: Do you think it might be possible one day to develop a, a line of birds that would be resistant to infectious bronchitis?
1: I don't think it goes uh, there. I think it goes to, the, to understanding. Uh, if we understand, if we really understand, which, I mean, I, I think some people thinks that we, we have that, uh, that we understand this nowadays, but, but we don't. If we really understand how uh, IBV generates a protective immune response, uh, we can probably mimic that uh, in, 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 uh, in, in commercial settings. And, and for that, we don't need to come up with a new breed. You know, we, we just need to understand the immune response and then try to mimic the responses that are protected.
0: Are there any takeaway messages for the poultry industry today from your research? Have, have we learned I- anything from your research that, that the industry could use today to better enhance their understanding of infectious bron- bronchitis and its control?
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, there's a couple of things that, that, that uh that are important, uh, the, the first thing is that not all IBVs are the same, that some of them are more variable, uh, that uh, that the ways in which you control some of those IBVs uh, are not always vaccination. So vaccinating without reason, uh, it's not the way to go. Uh, back in the old days there were these producers that they had three vaccines before laying onset, three live vaccines and a couple of killed vaccines before laying onset in, in, in a layer. And uh, when the challenge is not that high, you don't. You probably don't need to have those four vaccines. You probably need to reduce them. Or when your challenge is not a certain type of IBV, you probably don't have to have that that type of IBV in, in your vaccine schedule.
0: Well, we'll be keeping a close eye on it, as I'm sure the rest of the industry will be as well. Lots of luck. We have been talking with Rodrigo Gallardo. He is associate professor of poultry medicine at the University of California in Davis. Rodrigo, thanks again for
1: coming thanks to by. You.